Hello everyone and welcome back to Animal Wise, the podcast where from playful to profound, we bring animal wisdom to your world. I'm Lauren McCall, now based in the United Kingdom. I'm a podcaster, author, teacher, and founder of the Lauren McCall Animal Communication Academy. And I'm Bertha Eddington, also a podcaster, digital marketing professional, and professional animal lover. (laughs) (laughs) Today, we thought we'd share some animal conversations about a lighthearted, although potentially problematic topic, animals who are picky eaters. And I know that can be a challenge for people. I, I know there are picky eaters, and children included, but... How much of an issue is this with animals, Lauren? Well, it's important to keep in mind that animals are as individual as people. Uh, In fact, years ago, I remember reading that dogs and cats don't care about having variety in their food, that they can eat the same thing over and over. And while while that may be true for some animals, it isn't true for all of them. And of course, unlike children who can let you know that they don't like the offending piece of broccoli or the peas that you've put on their plate, sometimes with animals it isn't so clear as to why they are not eating. Yeah, well, the dogs and cats I know um, may eat the same meals regularly, but they sure seem to like a variety of treats. Um but what other, what about other species, species other than dogs and cats, wild animals or even smaller companion animals like rabbits or guinea pigs? I could imagine there's a lot of room for pickiness with them. I know. I have actually run into rabbits who don't like carrots. How <laughs> is that for blowing a stereotype? Wow. Yeah. Well, obviously animals eat to satisfy their nutritional needs. But they can have preferences in doing that, too. And while all cats are obligate carnivores and can't taste sweet, a lot of other species can. Taste has helped people and animals satisfy their nutritional needs and actually stay safe. Uh, For example, toxic plants often give off a bitter taste so that in the primitive brain, too much bitter can mean dangerous. But of course, see, the human brain can override the warning lights and learn to like bitter or overly acid food. But animals generally don't do that. Hmm. I I had no idea that cats can't taste sweetness. Um, and yes, I do know the human brain does override a bitter taste, especially, you know, we've all taken medicine that doesn't taste the best at times. Mm-hmm. Um, but different animals taste differently. How fascinating that is. Yeah. And even within broad species, it can vary. Um, for example, Canadian otters, and who doesn't love otters? Canadian otters can taste sweet but some Asian otters cannot. And it has to do with whether the species only eats one type of food, like meat, or a variety of foods that may also include vegetation. Hmm. 
That's very interesting. I just, and I have to throw in a note about otters. I adore otters. Yeah. And my brother is convinced that animals are going to be our overlords someday. And we've decided that we wouldn't mind reporting to otter overlords just <laughs> as a side, as a side note there, cause they're cuties. But back to the diet issue. <laughs> so, so very special diets, specialized diets for some animals. Um, and it kind of reminds me of the episode that we had about the giraffe and the gazelle who compatibly share a habitat because they eat different food and therefore don't compete for their food. Mm-hmm. Um, so like the anyway, goats and the chickens. Of, yeah. 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 So enough of the science class and science fiction class. Um, <laughs> But keep in mind, uh, otter overlords, one of these days, what, <laughs> okay. what, what do the animals say about their picky eating? Well, let's start off with an indoor-only cat named Pasha. Um, I think her perspective sums up how a lot of cats feel about this thing. And I'm speaking to her on behalf of her people. I asked We're wondering how you like your food. You often walk away when we put it down. Pasha replied, I would prefer more variety. I said, really? She said, yes, really. Do you eat the same food every day? I said, no. Pasha replied, then why would you expect me to? (laughs) Sometimes I'm in the mood for different tastes. You see, if I were outside hunting, which I would prefer to do, by the way, I would be catching and eating a variety of things. I said, well, yes, we have noticed that you sometimes catch insects in the house and eat them. Pasha said, food is always best when freshly caught. So, so Bertha, does does that inspire you to go out and catch your own snacks? Yeah, well, you know, straight to the grocery store, <laughs> straight down to Tesco's. I'll I'll go with you and catch my own snacks. <laughs> the 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 one area that cats and I uh, apparently don't have in common is a love of sweets, and that is my downfall. Um, my Achilles heel, if you will. But aside from variety, are there other reasons why animals might be picky? Uh, Yeah. And as anyone who has lived with an animal knows, individual animals have their own digestive peculiarities. Some animals seem to be able to eat anything, and others have more delicate constitutions. Animals are generally very good at selecting what they feel they can digest and what they can't. And sometimes, too, we see that cats, dogs, and other species uh, that we feed have maybe some kind of ritual behavior around food. So (laughs) an example of this um, is our own uh, family dog, Allie. Uh, and um, you all met Allie in the first episode of this uh, season when she talked about her trip to England. And Allie is a mixture of many breeds who looks very much like a terrier mix. 
Now, she isn't. She doesn't have any terrier in her. But she sure has the facial hair for it, including a beard around and under her muzzle. And I had noticed that Allie would always move the angle of her head sideways while eating or try to push the food aside or into a little pile with her nose. And if there was food entirely covering the bottom of the bowl, she would walk away and not eat. Hmm. Yeah, odd. So Hmm. I decided to talk to her about this. And I said, Allie, we offer you high-quality food. Why do you sometimes choose not to eat it? Allie said, you do give me high-quality food. I said, well, I'm, I'm puzzled that you look like you want to readjust the way your food is placed. But sometimes you just choose to give up and walk away. Why? She said, it's simple. I have face hair. I don't like food on my chin hair. I said, well, what can we do to help you eat? She said, well, it's simple. Push the food to one side. Reserve an area in the bowl without food. This way, I can still keep clean while I put my face in and enjoy the food. I said, well... That's a great idea. I'll do that. I never thought of that. (laughs) Allie said, probably because you don't have a beard. So, So actually, after this conversation, I started putting the food only on one side of the bowl, and it worked. She's still fussy about the placement of food, but over a year later, she's eating much, much better. Hmm. Huh. That's, that's interesting to me. I mean, I know a lot of dogs with whiskers around their mouths, um, and they end up with crusty whiskers, and, but it doesn't seem to slow down their eating. Mm-hmm. Um, perhaps Allie is particularly fastidious. She's a real lady. Yeah, yeah, she is fastidious in many ways. And, and of course, sometimes animals are just fussy eaters. A friend of mine in Japan had a rabbit who would only eat very fresh vegetables, anything slightly wilted, and it was off the menu. (laughs) Well, that seems to fall into the uh, diva category to me. Um, But, okay, so those are, you know, our friends, our companions, but how about wild animals? Are they fussy eaters as well? Well, it seems so, at least to a certain degree. And I have kind of a fun example of this. Um, I spoke with an elephant in a zoo recently. Uh, Her name is Shine. And uh, I I think she would certainly fall into the picky category. So Shine starts talking and she says, I want a snack. I'm hungry. I said, oh, are are you a picky eater? Or do you like to eat many things? Shine replied, I can be picky, but people here know what I like, so it isn't a problem for me. I have people to worry about such things. (laughs) I said, well, that's nice. Shine said, well, it is how it should be. If I'm going to be here, then I should be served and made happy. (laughs) (laughs) I said, do you like your life here? 
She said, I'd rather be free, but I learn about patience and quiet persistence. I contrive to get what I want, so people barely notice that I'm pushing. I said, oh, are you demanding? Shine said, a little. I like what I like. But as I said, I have people to worry about that. <laughs> so, picky or diva? You decide. <laughs> well, it also reminds me of what highly intelligent um, animals, elephants are. Um, Shine knows what she's doing there, what she wants, and how to get it without being obnoxious about it. I, I love elephants. And I, you know, I just have to comment as well. When we've talked to animals, or you've talked to animals in captivity and shared their uh, messages with us, they all seem to have a purpose. They, 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 they get why they're there. They may not be crazy about it, but that they have a purpose. And Shine mm -hmm. seems like she's yep. pretty on purpose. Yep. Yeah, I think that's I think that's absolutely true. Yeah, that's right. Yep. And you know, and and wild animals or, or and and captive animals, I think again companion animals, I think that they generally have ways of showing people what they like and what they don't like. It's just up to us to pay attention. Exactly. Exactly. So I, I guess uh, I'll feel happy feeding my sweet tooth. I'm a picky eater too. Yay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, me too. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for sharing some more wonderful animal wisdom with us, Lauren. And to all our listeners, remember, we would really like to hear your stories about your companion animals. To find out how to share your story, you can listen to the Animal Wise podcast called Our Story, or go to our Animal Wise Facebook page, and you'll find instructions there. We hope to hear from you soon and put your story on our podcast as well. Yes, you could be a media star. Right. <laughs> So thank you very much, everyone, for listening and for sharing in our mission of helping to make our world a better place for all of us with some animal wisdom. And as always, please don't forget to tell everyone that you meet, strangers on the street even, <laughs> all about us and how to subscribe to the podcast on your favorite podcast platform, whether that's Apple, Google, Spotify, Amazon, Audible, and on and on it goes. Thank you again, and we look forward to talking to you soon. Thanks, everyone. Bye for now. Bye.